0: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: This is the Black Information Network daily podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Jha. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing.
1: And that can service 1828.
0: Get out of the
1: car. Then, then
0: get out. No. Then
1: get out. Get out of the car. Get out
0: of the car. Get out of the car. Get out of the <laughs> Get
3: out of the car. Get out of the car. Get <laughs> oh, What you just heard
2: was the final moments of 21-year-old Takiya Young's life. She was pregnant, and unfortunately, uh, her baby did not survive either.
3: And that was the result of a suspected shoplifting. I'm sure you've heard about this story, um, but if not, in brief, uh,
2: police were called because uh, a woman outside in the parking lot was suspected of shoplifting. Um, I've seen online that there was some debate or some question as to whether or not she was the actual person who had been shoplifting. Um, but at present, I'm not sure if she if it was determined that she was the shoplifter or not. Um, but I think that that proves at least one of the points that I'll be making today, which is that, um, in theory you would be innocent until proven guilty. But the main thing that I want to point out today is
3: that there seems to be a process with respect to how police, uh, craft a narrative And there seems to be a
2: process with how police escalate situations and introduce the violent elements to a situation that they can then use to justify their violent
3: response. So, first things first, let's talk about the narrative. Um,
2: I got a little bit. Uh, from CNN that I want to share with you. Oh. After the shot, the, of- the officers run alongside the car yelling at the driver to stop. The car rolls onto a sidewalk between two brick columns and into a building. Officers call for backup and break the window to reach the driver who appears to be slumped over to one side. Ryan Steele, Executive Vice President of the Fraternal Order of Police Capital City Lodge Number 9, said, A weapon is not just A firearm, a weapon, is also a 2,000-pound vehicle that somebody puts in gear and is driving at you. I understand why it could be justified, but again, I don't make that decision, still told Reporters Friday, referring to the shooting. He said he assumed the officer believed he could not get out of the way of the vehicle quickly enough. Young was pregnant. Her unborn child didn't survive. Police say the officers haven't waived their rights as victims in this incident and are withholding their identities. When Miss Young drove her car directly at Officer No. 1, striking him, Officer No. 1 became a victim of attempted vehicular assault, police said in a news release. When Ms. Young pulled away from Officer No. 2 while his hand and a part of his arm was still in the driver's side window, Officer No. 2, Became a victim of misdemeanor assault, according to police. Okay. So, I have to assume that you haven't seen the video. Um, This is a podcast, after all. Um, Those of you that watch
3: on YouTube uh, may see the video. But um, for those that haven't seen the video, um,
2: as mentioned, there's one officer. I guess they're referring to this officer as officer number two, with an arm in the window attempting to open the door. And then officer number one walks around that officer to the front of the vehicle and stands in the way of the car. Okay. So the officer didn't fear for his life standing in front of the car. And, um, I believe the officer acknowledged. That the vehicle could move because the officer was not standing in the middle, in the middle of the car so as to block the car. The officer was standing to the driver's side of the vehicle where you could easily get out of the way. Okay. Um, directly in the line of sight of Takia Young. So. Uh, if if you get a chance to see the video, you'll see that the officer walks to the front of the car and draws a weapon. Okay, so you and I know that a car, in and of itself, is not a weapon. Person sitting in a car that is not a weapon. That is not. There's nothing dangerous about that. You live your life around cars all the time. You get in and out of cars. You cross the street. There's cars on any side of you. Okay, but when the officer gets in front of the car and introduces a tool whose only function is to end the life. Now the officer has escalated the entire situation. Now the officer can justify the car being a weapon, even though she didn't drive the car toward the officer. car was sitting there. Now that he's put himself in front of the car, he can call it a weapon. He has his weapon out ready to shoot. Okay? This is not de-escalating the situation. Clearly, this is a, a, a woman who is afraid. And now even more afraid because there's a gun out. So with a gun out, she turns the wheel toward the driver's side. You can see it in the video. She turns the wheel to the driver's side. Remember, the officer standing directly in front of the passenger side. Sorry, let me start over. The driver is standing directly in front of the driver's side and Takiya Young turns the wheel to the passenger side. That's what I mean to say. So in other words, if you're driving, the wheel's turned all the way to the right, so that you can avoid the officer standing in front of the left uh, uh, side of your uh,
3: path. She turned the wheel to avoid the officer. She didn't accelerate the vehicle. She
2: let her foot off of the gas because she was trying to get out of there because there's a gun pointed at her.
3: Okay, She's scared. There's a a tense situation and there's other people involved. And that's when the officer decides to shoot. The officer was in
2: no danger, but you've heard what the police have done to craft a narrative that the officers were victims, right? Oh yes, it's senseless, but our officers were victims and they haven't waived their rights as victims and a 2000 pound vehicle, blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, when the officers introduced the threat shoplifting from a grocery store is a crime of poverty that is not a crime that bad people do that's a crime that poor people do and now this potentially poor person if in fact that she was uh, or suspected poor person if in fact she was shoplifting um and she was a mother so you know Mothers will do whatever it is that that they need to do to feed their kids and to feed their families, right? Anybody would. But now this person is dead and the police are crafting this narrative that they are somehow the victims. Oh, my arm was in the window, okay? That is not a threat to you. This woman is not intending to hurt you. You can just take your arm out of the window. That's what any sensible person would do. This is not the sort of situation that needs to be escalated to where guns need to be pulled out. Remember, officer number one's gun was out as soon as he stood in front of the vehicle, before the vehicle moved. And I think that that's critical. And it's very easy for people to overlook that when they are
3: looking for ways to justify what the police did. These people that blindly support the police. But the other thing that I want to talk about is how
2: the officers, now that they are trying to uh, rehash the narrative, the officers are almost overlooking their role in escalating the situation, introducing the violent component, and
3: then using that element to justify their violence. And, and you know, we, we just talked about, we just mentioned that the officer goes and stands in front of a car.
2: This woman is clearly wanting to leave the situation because she's afraid. I've said it on this show before. Anything, any creature on this planet with a nervous system, a brain capable of movement and nerves to help carry out brain commands to muscles in, in the body any creature you'll find, has a response to perceived threats. It's
3: called fight or flight. Any deer, any hamster, any fish, any body. And for police to use that against people to justify their violence is extremely inhumane and unfair. Furthermore, to go and then stand in front of the vehicle and pull your weapon
2: out when you're trying to apprehend a shoplifter, alleged shoplifter, who said she didn't steal anything. She's already afraid. There's someone yelling at her. She's in a car. She's pregnant. These, these things happen. If you yell at anything with a nervous system
3: and you have a credible threat to your existence to your being there it will cause fear in pretty much anything and you get fight or flight and and police are trained to yell and
2: and to have that threatening presence because they believe that it
3: will uh cause people to react in a way that is submissive. And that's not always the case. Some people choose
2: flight. And when we talk about police shooting people in the back. When we talk about people shooting people because they have cell phones. And on and on. You start to realize. That. These. Threats that police represent are, are very credible. These are credible threats. People die all the time because of the police. Police negligence, police oversight, police mistakes, police whatever. And then the way this country works is we just support the police. Somehow that's fine. It's just collateral damage. Some people have to die because police get it wrong. That's the cost that you pay. So let's just live with it. And to that I say, no, we need to challenge this entire system to be better. We, in particular, black people in particular, need to challenge that system to be better.
3: Because it disproportionately and overwhelmingly negatively affects us. So again, food for
2: thought. Next time something like this happens, obviously there's nothing that we can do for Takiyah Young and her daughter. They're going to bury her. Her life is
3: over-ended in a parking lot of a grocery store. That was the end of her life. 21 years. Gone. took her last breath, slumped over in a seat
2: because she was accused of shoplifting, because an officer stood in front of her car, gun out,
3: ready to shoot in case she moved, turned the wheel and moved away from the officer, shot her dead. And again, that narrative now is a 2,000 pound vehicle is a weapon. And if, for those that saw the video, the officer simply stepped out of the way of the car. Officer wasn't run over. Officer wasn't hit. there was never, a th- the, author, the car didn't even accelerate. So, let's not let them craft a narrative
2: that doesn't accurately reflect a shared reality. And let's hold them accountable when they are in fact the ones who escalate the situation to
3: violence can we do that please let me know you can reach out to me using the red
2: microphone talkback feature on the iheartradio app or of course you can hit me on all social media at rams's job i'll be waiting to hear from you and until i do peace this has been a production of the black information network today's show is produced by chris thompson Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja. on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast.